Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I know nothing about mopeds. He said, I got the one for you. Covers the Grizzlies for the Daily Neptune. Joins us every Thursday. He joins us now. A little jaunt down to FedEx Forum last night, huh, amigo? Yeah, caught a Tigers game, caught a Tigers win. I might be the good luck charm, uh, I think, for the Memphis Tigers and Penny Hardaway. So, uh, yeah, it was a good time. Fun game last night. Yeah. Let's talk about why you really went down there. Did you go down there to see a dead body? No. I mean, honestly, the reason I went down there, well, one, is because I just I'm, – I'm trying to write more now. I'm trying to expand out of the Grizzlies a little bit uh, occasionally. And so I was listening to Jeff and Jeffrey talk on the radio earlier this week, and they were just talking about how the vibes are going to be weird. Like, And the vibes were weird. It was not a great crowd. Um, and how it was just going to be sort of different um, and feel different and – I went down there not knowing, but there was two options, right? It was either the Tigers get right, really three options. The Tigers get right, they win big, everybody's talking about quitting. Uh, the quitting conversation will have to continue because it's just one game. But, you know, vibes are a little bit better because they got somewhat on the right track. And then there was the dead body option. Um, and so either way, uh, I had plans to write. I was curious what fans think. It's interesting, though, because it just I, I'm constantly reminded that what you see on the Internet doesn't apply to every person. We want to. We want to apply it to the greater fan base, but that's not exactly true. I, I think that's just true in life, you know what I'm saying? Like, just socially. Yeah. Say it again. Yeah, it's so like, like it's you get the extreme on online, and then you get to the real life, and it's a lot more, you know, neutral. It's not all. Not everybody's like you, John. You know, not, <laughs> doom and, not everyone is doom and gloom. Um, now it's not great. I mean, everybody recognizes that they have to be better and play better. That includes Penny and his players. But not everybody is uh, is sulking. Um, some people just love the program so much that they just desire to be around it. And uh, I thought I was able to somewhat capture that with uh, the column I wrote. Well, th- th- that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you a little bit about because y- you spoke with a, a-, a lovely woman who uh, had a sign, and she's an older lady, and she just she seemed like I- I'm just guessing on this, right? Like a-, a very sort of general surface level idea. Like she doesn't really know like who who on the team was like quit and who on the team got what in IL and 
who, you know, she's like she doesn't really know that and she doesn't really care about that. She's just like, this team is the team that I love. They wear the, the logo that I love. And that's Penny down there. And I'm going to be here for this team in spite of all the, you know. And I, I got to tell you, I, th- I think I lost that ability a long time ago. And maybe it's like, I think I just sort of know too much about the teams that I follow. But I admire just being able to enjoy something in sports for what it is without it having to mean anything, without me having to extrapolate. You know what I mean? Like, it felt yeah, like no, she did I, that. I feel the same way. Yeah, no, that that would be probably an accurate description of, of the situation. Um, and I kind of agree with you. That's like me and the Chicago Bears, right? I'm just waiting for them to screw this up somehow, right? That This should be an exciting time, but for me it's not because it's, I'm just, like, waiting for them to mess it up. I just know that they're going to mess it up. I'm trying to figure out how they're going to mess it up. Um, and that's the pessimistic, over-analytical fan in me. But um, that's also kind of our job is to analyze and to do that type of work. Um, and then you remember – that some people just really love their university, you know, like some people just really love their teams and no matter, and there are Grizzlies diehards that are still coming to every game and are enjoying the heck out of watching Gigi Jackson and Vince Williams Jr. And it puts, it gives you some perspective, right? Like that's what you want when you're a sports fan is to have it matter so much that even when you're 77 years old, mm-hmm you're not leaving for the arena until you finish blow-drying this sign because you're tired of hearing people say that your team quit. Yeah. You know? Like, that's what you, that's what you hope for. Well, um, yeah. And, and so I, I, like, I like being able to sort of capture a different perspective. Well, and I think it's like, unfortunately, I think for a lot of us, a lot, not, I'm not saying everybody, obviously, because, you, you know, you just talked to this woman last night. But I do think there is an element of cynicism that being a fan of a sports team beats into you. Isn't there? Like, I mean, I, I, and I'm not saying for everybody, but I'm saying, you know, like, I, I'm the same way with the Raiders. You know, like, I'm not like, like, I wish I could be blindly optimistic about the Raiders. I wish I could just believe that uh, Antonio Pierce is the guy and that we're going to go find a quarterback and that this is all going to be hunky dory. I wish I could believe that, you know, Memphis was going to win the next eight games and that, you know, I. And there are people out there that do believe those things, you know, like there, and that doesn't make them wrong or me right. It's just like, I don't have that ability to do that. And I just feel like it's just kind of funny. You you see the images at, at sports games and everybody's like cheering it. But like, you know, in the in-between, there's a lot of cynicism about your team's ability to, to do what you want it to do. Right. Well, and my goal too, in writing it was not what I was hoping to avoid was kind of like this, everything's fine. See, this team hasn't quit. Like, that's not what I was trying to come portray, right? And I hope I didn't because I did mention in the column several times, like, this doesn't fix everything, right? But it was a good night. And I think you have to acknowledge that that was a good night. In in the end, this matters to Penny. And I heard you guys talking about it a little bit, and I think Jason's dead on, because this is a crossroads right now, right? Like, we've been talking about if this is the guy for the job. And I feel like a lot of people still believe it is, including myself. Um, But I do think that there are certain things that are going to need to change, and it starts with showing you have the ability to make these players buy in. And to see it happen on the floor matters. And they need to show that as much as they can from now until the end of the season because you don't want – the red flags 
flying when all of the when the next group of guys, the next crop of guys, has to come here. And you know, we we all know it's about NIL, great, whatever. But players want to win too. And if it, if if there's the reputation of yeah, you can go to Memphis, you might collect an NIL check, but it's not going to get you any better, and your team's not going to win. Like it, it becomes a bigger challenge. So Penny needs to at least show that he can get this thing back on track. I think that's pretty important, and that still does matter. Uh, Drew, great work on the three-part series that you've got up now at DailyMemphis.com on Jaron Jackson Jr. You had teased it with us uh, last week, and I uh, went through it. Man, it's great work. And I thought his mom, who you talked to, probably summed up the maybe maybe in a way the whole thing best, saying there's a lot of layers to Jaron. There, there's so many layers to him, and you you sort you go through those layers uh, in this three-part series. I, I'll just ask you this way: toughest part of sitting down. And writing that right when you've got so many so many layers, what was it tough to do, or did this one just flow off the pin as well? No, this one was the by far the most challenging yeah. of the three that I've done. Um, and I've kind of explained this uh, a couple different places already. But like when you write about John Dez because they were so under recruited, because they're from small town America, people want to jump at you and tell you how great those guys are and how great, how they knew that they were great before anyone else did. Mm. And they want to do that. Well, Jaron didn't have that background. Like that's just not the background he came from. It makes him, he's more interesting in a way because he has all these different layers. He has all these different interests. um, And he's pretty, self-made um, like he he learned about fashion from the time he spent on the internet because he was an only child and he had these guide rails of these high profile parents that definitely really helped him uh reach his goals and i think had a major influence on his life he was always an extremely gifted athlete everyone sort of recognized that he was a great basketball player, a great skier as a kid, a great swimmer. Like, whatever he did, he was the best at, despite the fact that he was younger than everybody else. And so I think it was just a it was a very different type of series to write. It made it much more challenging. In turn, it makes it rewarding when you're able to put it together. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's still so much that never even made it into the pieces. And I did a newsletter today that includes a couple other things that I never got to with Jaron's dad um, about being an NBA parent and, you know, dealing with your child having all this extra attention. And he felt like maybe he was a little bit more prepared for it because he was once in the league, but no, no parent can really be prepared for that. And uh, there's just, there's just a lot of layers to him and he has a really interesting story. And I'll tell you what, that, that boarding school blew me away. That I wrote about in the second part. Yeah, it really is like Harry Potter in the woods. It's crazy um, how like culturally diverse it actually is because they have students from all over the world. Um, highly prestigious academic institution, quintessential Indiana high school basketball from the practice gym in the barn to the aluminum ceiling. <laughs> you know, gymnasium where you can hear the snow falling off the roof. And I mean, everything about it blew me away. And I think that was probably the single most formative 
year in his life. Mm-hmm. And to be able to capture that was pretty cool because I think it really helps tell the story of Jaron Jackson. I do think, like, as I was reading it. Well done. And it, and it, was, really it was obviously well done, and it obviously took a lot of things. It took time. Oh it gosh. took, um, you know, effort to go and talk to, and, and, and visit with all these people. Um, and it, it obviously took patience on the part of, you know, our, our people at the Daily Memphian. And I, and I thought two things. One, that it was a great piece and a great series. Two, that, man, we're going to miss this. Because someday these kinds of journalistic pieces are not going to happen. They're just not. The ones that help us get to know the yes, actual players. the three-part series that take weeks, months to do. This is what's being phased out of it. it, it you know, the people are not, you know, these publications, most publications are not going to be patient enough to allow a writer to do that, you know? Um, and I do think that, you know, the, 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 the fan will be worse off for that because they, 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 they won't, that layer won't be peeled back in the same way. And that's just what I thought when I, when I you know, when I saw them, like, you know, someday in the, in the not too distant future with, AI and everything that's changed in the world and budgets and things like that, you know, the leeway that writers get, it feels like, is going to be less and less. So, no, I think you're 100% right. And I'll, I'll just add, my goal when I set out for the jaw piece was to capture his life. And, and by the way, you mentioned all the things it takes. It also takes cooperation. So yeah, thank you to the Grizzlies. Thank you to the Grizzlies players for wanting me to tell their stories. So I really appreciate all the help I got from Jaron, from from John, from Dez, and their families. Um, so I should just mention that. But my goal was to be able to capture this this superstar in a way that somebody has not quite captured this superstar. Because one day we're going to look back on Ja. And we're going to say that was the very first player of his kind to ever play for the Grizzlies. Mm. And who is he? You know, who is he? And uh, I think that I I was proud of what what came out of that series. And then to do the same thing for Jaron and then Dez, now it's like, okay, I feel like I've played my part in kind of chronicling this big three. And I'm proud of that. And I think that people will be able to look back on those series and get an understanding of, you know, what it's like or what it was like when those three guys were here and kind of what made up that, that big three. But, uh, but I'm, I'm going into practice guys right okay. now. Yep. Um, uh, so I got to go. Okay, but, my uh, Thank you, brother. I appreciate you having me on. Yep. yep Pleasure's ours. Yep. Thank you. He is Drew Hill. Covers the, uh, Grizzlies for the daily Memphian. Yeah. I, I, uh, I definitely think that's just going to be a, a, a bastion of, of days gone by, right. Of just those long winded, you know, multi-part series that, you know, you get access, you get amazing access, but you're just not going to get the time. You're not going to have the, 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 the wherewithal, right, from you because it's about the day-to-day stuff now. It's about the churning out content, 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 content. You got to feed that machine every single day. And it's hard to do all of those things at the same time, you know? Like to do, in, to do a story like that and to do it right, you have to damn near, you have to block out things you have to there has to be some short-term sacrifices and most of these media companies are just not willing to let that happen there's that and then the what what drew touched on you said too the, the accessibility part uh i would add to that in terms of this dying out because more and we see it with the grizzlies you're going to try to control your own stories 
you know, there has to be a trust factor when you when you give Drew Hill or or DeMichael that accessibility. There has to be a trust factor, right? Well, in a lot of these instances, we're seeing organizations, uh, franchises, Grizzlies included, do their own media work and put out want to put out their own stories. Why have the newspaper do it when we can do it ourselves? And so, because I think we're not going to see less of that, we're going to see more of that. The teams trying to control their own narrative, telling their own stories, interviewing their own players. Yes, that's the other reason why we're kind of, I think, going towards more of this, where we'll see less and less of this coming from your local newspaper and more of it coming from the actual franchise itself. <clears throat> yes. And, and, and it's just not that's the same. That's the way of the world. That's where we're headed. And also, like, artificial intelligence is going to automate a lot of this stuff, and it's just not going to be the same. I mean, it'll get by, but it's not going to be the same. You know, like if I could, if I you keep bringing AI in, like it's going to replace the the journalist. Period. It will replace uh, a, some function of what they do, not all of it, but it can't. Will, but like a game story, you know, there's no. I mean, what like, AI can't tell you whether this Tiger season's over or not. Only John Martin. Well, that's true. I mean, can. in terms of opinions uh, and things human like that, brain. Yes, I do think there are. I, I don't think AI can replace audio because. It's you. It just can't. I mean, they, they, you you can tell when hey, you I hear can't something. go get can't can't go to all those towns. Drew just didn't get all those quotes either. They can't tell that story the same yeah, way. Yeah, no, it can't do that story. It can't do that story. There's no question. You're about saying it. just scores and all that. That stuff like, ESPN's churning out recaps, things junk. like that. Yes. You know, which are honestly game stories are the least valuable things that now. It, you know. I mean, I you know, in just terms of what you learn, everybody watched the game. Everybody, you know, what I'm saying like. Uh, it's but it's about the it's about the access about your institutional and that's what AI can never have AI can never have the institutional knowledge of whatever the topic may be I mean they just have what they've been told yep. what they've been fed um, they can't possess that you know what I'm saying they can, AI can't tell you why Tubby Smith had to get the hell up out of here you know they can't tell you that but AI AI definitely scares me bro and there's no point well, in I can tell there's no point in like well, hello there. being so, super anxious about it because what's going to be is going to be. But I do hope we get it in check at some point because I just I worry about just the impacts, not necessarily on what I do, but like a lot of jobs that could be automated, you know, in, in our country. How, do, how, do, how does that, you know, how does that sort of square um, and what becomes of those jobs and those people, mm-hmm. you know? Don't worry, your man uh, Joe's going to create more jobs. Joe. Joe Biden. <laughs> I love I love talking politics with you. I mean, y- it's so fun. <laughs> yeah, I uh, create more jobs when those AI jobs take over and the automation takes over. John, well, because here, here, here's the truth: like a lot of people um, are 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 saying summer's coming, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because the Tigers are doing what they're doing, the Grizzlies are obviously just it's just a it's just a race to the finish. You're just of the playing season. it out now. You found two guys. So as far as I'm concerned, the summer's here. It's here, and we'll we're in it. Yes. Got it. So That's why I told about showboats. You know, we need to sort of be able to br- expand. You know, we need to be able to talk intelligently about, you know, uh, Russia's what capabilities. Right. We need to be able to talk Nuke. about the, the election. We need to be able to talk about all these things that are going on because, folks, it's going to be a, it's gonna be a cold summer. It's already here. All right? What's the, what's the, 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 the groundhog, Phil? He came out. He said, uh, yeah. Puxitani. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He came out and said the Memphis sports, uh, you know, winter is going to last. It's actually going to last up until September, you know. I wouldn't have believed it So if you told me that in late January. If I'd have told you that the best thing that could happen for Memphis sports in 2024 was the football team, would you have believed that? No. But it's true. It's 100% true. 
It's possible. I mean, the Grizzlies could. That's how dark it is. We'll see what the Grizzlies do, right? We'll see, you know. I I'll, mean, finding those two might end up being huge. But that's not going to be a 2024 event necessarily. That'll be like a whenever it, whenever mm, it actually. Vince's going to be seventh in the rotation. Yeah, I mean, that's. Yeah. He's going to help us win a title next year. I know, but like. As that's, you know. That's a bad sports year. You got to say, if the best thing that happens, we found a seventh man. It just is. It's a bad Memphis sports year. Well, Gigi's going to be nine ten, but but he has he's going to rise, and then be in the top five. See, like that's a that's so, a, see. This is how dreamy you have. I mean, yeah, the kinds of things of, we're thinking about right now. Is that what y'all mostly did last this week? Y'all just, y'all just winter. play y'all just play charades for a whole nah, week. Long we actually long. talked to Danny Green, who said the Grizz is doing a great job. Yep, didn't seem he did. bitter. Danny didn't seem was, bitter at the front office no, at all, did he? I don't know. No, yeah. it was a really good. Weird. I'll play the clip coming up. It was weird. That is unnecessary, but I'm just saying no. And we talked to Joe, who wished your son and you a great future. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. And we talked to some <laughs> some highly sought eighth graders, who I believe uh, okay. my man Mark Giannato has now jumped on. Yes. We'll be writing about as well. I think that corner sort of so gives you an somehow illustration we got, of somehow the we got through. time of year we're in. We uh, did talk some Gigi, though, didn't we, Brad? Because we were very giddy. A lot of Gigi. I mean, uh, come people on, are excited bro. about you gotta, I mean, it's, How do you not get giddy about Gigi Jackson? I, I totally agree. One take we have not gotten from you that has happened since we last spoke was, what did you think of the All-Star game? We talked a lot about that on Monday. Yeah, so the, the the whole weekend and the experience, et cetera, et cetera. The All Star Game was an embarrassment. It was an absolute embarrassment, and it and it made, it's made even worse by the fact that literally everybody associated with the league went to those dudes and said, "Please try." Larry Bird did it. Adam Silver did it. Mm-hmm. Big Magic did it, and they still didn't do it because they wanted more money. You've given and them all the power. They still and, watched it, though. And what I would say is the pearl clutching about the All-Star game itself I think is a little silly because it's just an All-Star game at the end of the day. It's just a stupid, meaningless – it's meaningless. So, of course, it's going to be low effort. It's It means nothing to anybody. But I do think it is – I think it, the reaction is a little bit more volatile because it's symptomatic of the rest of the product, which is undeniably suffering. Because, like, when I hear Anthony Edwards say – this is a break. A break from what? Y'all don't play in the regular season. <laughs> y'all, y'all don't try then. So what y'all taking a break from? Just like uh, uh, scheduled games? I mean, it's like that's the part to me that that's where you lose me. It's symptomatic of the rest of what the NBA has become, which is low effort for the most for most of this regular season. <clears throat> uh, guys in and out of the lineups based on, you know, what like little nicks and knacks here and there, um, and I hear what n- not trying until late April. Now, that's never going to change. I don't know, man. I think it's phasing out. And you get much of what you're talking about is the old heads that are doing that. The the LeBrons, the – I mean, you can't even say the Clippers. Look, Kawhi is playing this year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, he like, is. But I'm saying that if you look at OKC and you used Ant as an example, Minnesota's in first right now and yep. everything else. They, he, he plays the, a lot of the, games. The, the, the young guard that's coming well, into the league. Tatum. Yes. There ain't many young ones that are sitting You're and right. doing what You're the right. old is doing. So, like, like, I think you have to, so like, maybe there'll be a, a little bit well, of a phase out. the stars are still doing it, though, like Embiid, Oh, a thousand Giannis, percent. Again, you know, a lot of those guys, you know, getting up there now. Jokic but, plays a lot, but the young ones. No, you're right. I'm talking about the new generation. But I who wonder, this is about that, to be handed that, off. Well, that is that just because they're young? Man, I, I hope. I, I hope it's not. I hope they're sitting. You know, j- even you know, and Jalen Brown's a little bit older. But even the thinking of, right. I'm going to be different here. I'm going to be the all star that goes back to this. Forget the embarrassment, yeah. and everything. Else. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 